When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Willicombe. Welcome to Parent in Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice and, of course, tales of parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. Hello, you're listening to Parenting Hell with... Say, Josh Whittacombe. I'm Josh Ixon. And Rob Beckett. Oh, he really articulated Beckett. Yeah, I'd say that was a, that was a standout name in yeah. all of those. Uh, I'd say the Whittaker needs work. Yeah, that is Felix. Great name. Giving his intro to your names. Little sister is an absolute troll, so had to get her word into at the end. That's a bit harsh, isn't it? I, I really think that's. I think that's. There's, a, there's problems there. <laughs> Hence the unusual noise, Emily. Thank you, Emily, Felix, and the troll of a little sister. Didn't even give the name of the kid. Just no. troll. Troll before name. Yeah, but there we go. Thank you very much. Um, how are you, Rob? Yeah, I'm good. Not too bad. Kids, kids are in school, which is good. And then, um, how's the school run these days? The school run was stressful at the start, but now it's better. Basically, because we, we're really close to the primary school, yeah. but we can't really walk her anymore. We because they've got this like drop off system. You drive in, and then a member of staff opens the door, and the kid jumps out and runs into the school, and then they shut the door, and then you drive off again, like you're delivering a celebrity to the red carpet <laughs> <laughs> to stop people having to park. So however close you are, you have to drive. No, no, no. Right. But we're doing that because the other one goes to a school that is a drive. Right. So it and they both have to be in by about oh, twenty past eight. So if I did walk there and walk back and then put a the little one in the car, yeah. it w- there'll be too much traffic by the time I've done that. But at the moment, if we're both home, I've been dropping one and who's been dropping the other. But if you're on your own, you have to drive, drop them in and go back round and do a big loop. Yeah. And then um but the track, the track, the, the school traffic's bad. But people drive like lunatic. I just feel like do you know what's this is I feel like you started six that... sentences in a row there. That was amazing. You started six different sentences <laughs> yeah, in a row. I know. Just can't stop content. <laughs> I I think that there's people driving around like lunatics and the world's getting faster. Everything's like so automated, isn't it? Like you can order stuff off your phone, Amazon Prime or whatever, this, that, that, and everything. But I, I just think that I don't think we need to speed up technology. I think we need to slow people down. I think yes. people are doing too much. And it's ridiculous. Yeah. People are driving. To the choir, mate. <laughs> 
this is my first intervention with Josh yeah. Whittaker, <laughs> who's just uh, squeezing this in between Five Live and Radio Six. Um, the uh, like, because like, they're driving like in like a rally car race of like got to get, and everyone's desperately trying to get in front of everyone, and, and I'm like, this is awful. Yeah. So, and I know people have got meetings to get to and get trains to catch and stuff like that, but it's just. It can't be good for you. Do you know what I mean? You know, sometimes I'm in a rush too, but I just accept that I might be late because you just you can't. Do you know that's my fear about the about the the step up to school next year is that we haven't got a deadline with the nursery drop off, so it's pretty stressful as is getting around. So what's what's the time? Any time between nine and three from eight. (laughs) Yeah, but. Breakfast finishes at 9.30. So you're, that's basically your deadline is 9.30. So you've got an hour and a half. Yeah. And and even if you miss breakfast, it's not the end of the world. But you can't just... T- but with school, it no, does start yeah. at a certain time. And I'm, I'm kind of terrified about that. And the specific pickup. So the pickup is slightly more difficult because we have to get the youngest that comes out at three and then the eldest comes out at 10 past three. So you have to go and get them at three and then jump in the car and then try and get there. But but because it's the same thing on the pickup, but you're waiting and then they open the car door and they jump in the car. Like you're trying yeah. to get someone who's up in the dock away yeah. before the press can take a photo. <laughs> so you do Blank that. over but... their head as they get in. <laughs> Yeah, of newspaper covering them, or just big umbrellas <laughs> like Jordan getting married. And then, so, but if you get there at five past three and you're early, you get sent away because you can't queue up because that's reception come out at five past, at oh, ten past three. So you get sent away if you're early. But then if you're late, you're not allowed to be in the queue because that's the other class because then oh, they come out at 20 past. So it's it's so stressful because like, you have to time it exactly perfectly. And um, yeah, so that's got, it's quite, it's, it's, it's challenging. Yeah. To do that when there's two people, people have got four kids. Because also, I'm I'm struggling to keep up with what they've got each day. Because some days they need to go in their PE kit. Some days it's like they've got funky jazz or whatever it is. Then you've got this, and then the swimming lesson. It's just like I can't even keep up with my week. Never mind what they've got to do. Oh, and, who, and I think that's when the mental load comes in. I think that you know yeah. that we had that chat before. I think that is more when the kids get older. Even though you sort of the, the stereotypical thing is one person works, one person does the kids, whether that be male or female. But there are lots of extra little bits when you're operating three people's lives. Essentially, yeah. you become a PA for two children. You become a tour three manager, children. basically. Don't yeah, you? yeah, essentially. And you, they need the right equipment on this time and that, and then they need an extra snack because they're funky jazz until. Have five. you got a color coded thing on your fridge or anything like that? Well, it's hard because it keeps changing because it changes each term. So once you get into a rhythm of it, then it changes again. Oh, mate. So it is a bit uh, brutal. And at the moment, Lou's, Lou's taking the brunt of that, to be fair, because she's at home more because um, well, I've got some filming coming up. But, yeah, it's carnage. It's good for me to know that there's light at the end of the tunnel, isn't it? That's the main <laughs> no, it's, it, it, The admin gets worse. You're not as tired, but there's definitely more to do. Yeah. I would say your child, the baby one, at four, five months old, it's probably the easiest he'll be now forever don't, it just gets don't 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 he is pretty easy actually to be fair he's that's a, what i'm saying now they chilled out little baby and now they're sleeping in a bit of a sleep pattern and you yeah. get that sleep it's uh, when they start mate that house when you're the knickknacks in that house when you've got two you've got no chance oh mate i tell you though he's got this rhythm going with his sleep he's almost i don't want to get cocky but i think we might be through the the four month sleep regression a bit well played good yeah. work took it like a champ Exactly, exactly. So now it now it just it's still five AMs, but <laughs> still for, always five. It's on the dot, five AM, but and we're still we're still putting our heads at the wrong end of the bed. 
Uh, but um, apart from that, it's great. Apart from that, it's great. Quick really... Bruno carriage, sleep. Quick Bruno carriage and sleep. Um, what um, what's your? Have you picked a school? Have you done open days? Have you seen any schools? What's your school situation? Because uh, you've got so, to sort that out. Yeah, I know. Apply. We've got to apply, haven't we? Um, God, we have got to apply, haven't we? Really? Jeez, you... Louise, I've got to start the. So we're gonna. There's a, a school very near us that we yeah. was one of the reasons we moved to where we moved. Yeah, and we just hope she gets into there. And if she doesn't. Then I just, I just don't, I don't know what we'll do. But you should, you should get in if you're close. We're very close, but obviously there's things that take precedent, understandably, like um, backhanders to the head, that are fosters, and yeah, <laughs> and people who pretend they live in a flat above a chip shop that they're just renting for the location, that kind of thing. Do people do that? No, I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. But you know, I think they do. There's rumours, isn't there, about these kind of things going on in the if world? If it's a good school, people want their kids to go to good schools, mate. As I said, anyway, in other news, Rob, uh, I'm yep. moving out for a few months and I'm moving above a chip shop. So, <laughs> oh, um, lovely. Do you get a discount? Yeah, yeah I do. Is that just, um, is just uh, to, to mask the smell of your armpits? <laughs> <laughs> He's gone from funky jazz pit to a battered sausage pit. <laughs> They've had to close down the chip shop because they think they might have some kind of rotting problem in there. <laughs> this is a Whitaker upstairs sweating in too many layers. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, you do need to do that. Have you been? Have you been on a tour of the school? No, because of bloody COVID, mate. Of so what? we tried to go about six months ago. I got in touch with them, yeah. and they were like, "Obviously, we can't." So I've got to reorganise that now. Oh no! Because they take couldn't take hunch. people because because um, of COVID. Oh nightmare! Yeah, well, they, they but should be opening now, though. Fingers crossed, she'll get in there. And if not, I suppose it'll just have to be ship her off to Eton. <laughs> Yeah, off you go. Age yeah, of five. Oh, imagine. See you at eighteen. Bye bye. Oh my god. I, I I get people that may send their kids to boarding school when they're like secondary school or thirteen or eleven or whatever. Especially if they're playing up or whatever, or they might enjoy it or work reasons. Because you know it's young still, yeah. but it's, you know you're a bit more older and know what's going on. But I don't anyone that sends them at like five to a boarding school. I just it feels just. Oh mate. I don't, I I don't want to judge other people, but it's it's not for me. Let's put it that way. No, no, not for me or anyone I trust, know and like. <laughs> <laughs> but I wouldn't want to judge, you know? <laughs> Shall we do some emails? Yes, please. Have you, have you got any emails? Should we do some of these Instas? Should we do some Instas, Rob. Okay. I'll, I'll be honest, the week I've had. This this has gone on, Josh. Like I'm not. I, know, I don't I know, care. I know. But like, the week you've had has sort of been your opening for. I have the odd bad one, but this has been, it's been regular a, it's now. It's been a terrible run of form, hasn't it? It's something your mate goes, "Oh, I'm hungover again," and you think, "Why? Have you got problems? Why?" Why? <laughs> I think you need to. Um, I think you need to abstain from your family, Josh. <laughs> I think you need to go cold, cold turkey from life. Oh, um, exciting though! I've booked a Christmas trip. Where are you going? We're going to uh, we're going to Alton Towers for two nights to the uh, to the um, they've got like a Santa and a Winter Wonderland and all that kind Lovely. of Lovely. When's Very that? Uh, December the like five days before Christmas. No, like that'd that. be great. Oh, that's good. Yeah, because so, you've not had any holidays with the kids at all, really. Even with when you just had one. Are we? We went to no. We've been away a bit with the one. We went. We went to Camber Sands last summer, Rob. Oh, you did. Sorry. Yeah, I remember. Everyone's yeah. been to a little caravan bar. But we, well, I'm, I'm, well, I'm doing, being sneaky. I'm doing gigs in Dubai, but I'm taking the family to double it up. A little work work pleasure trip. So the kids will be coming, um, which will be fun. But also I thought if it all kicks off again, 
I can just still take them because it's work. You know, like all the you know, like the Towie lot pretended to have photo shoots in Dubai so they could go to Dubai in the lockdown. Oh, Remember right. that? Yeah, yeah. So if it all kicks off again, I can do that. But I can literally just say, yes, it is work. Ah, oh, I've actually very got a gig. You've actually got a gig. I've actually got a gig. And then if they go, but why do your kids need to come? I'm like, uh, hello. So I tried to bang on that to make I it sound good. I didn't know what happened there, Rob. No, no, that was, you know, sometimes you tap on a mic for like effect. I think I just ruined the recording. <laughs> anyway, but I'll be like, hello. Imagine me going tap, 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 tap. Hello. I need content for the podcast. It's work, baby. Oh, very nice. Do you think? Or is that, nice. Do you reckon that'll get uh, me through customs? Yeah, I think it will. I don't yeah. think there'll be any issues with that. Do you think there'll be backlash from the, 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 the newspapers? I don't think so, no. I think there's bigger shit going on. Really? Yeah. The, the, like what? Um, What's the big shit at the moment? Well, it doesn't like, feel like there's much big shit at the moment going no, it on, does it? actually. Yeah, there might be backlash. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you sat down and thought about COVID? Well, the problem is all the news stories. Now it just seems to be they're just anti-vaxxers that get it. Oh, the anti-vaxxers. And, and, then it, and it doesn't really pull on the heartstrings as much, does it? It's like someone being in a, a running bath with the plug in and then them drowning. <laughs> pull the plug out. <laughs> One what of happened? the strangest analogies I've ever just heard. The plug out. You, you could have pulled the plug out there. You could have pulled the plug out. Nah, could have pulled the plug out. I trust my immune system. I can hold my breath. <laughs> do you know what? I, I don't, don't trust I do not trust my immune system because currently... <laughs> my immune system is pumping out an astonishing stench <laughs> in a reaction to doing too much PR. So I'm not sure it could deal with COVID. <laughs> That's one of the new symptoms. You stink as shit. <laughs> but you can't smell it because you've lost your sense of smell. <laughs> right, okay, here we go. Um, da, 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 da. Out of the mouth of babes. This is funny things people's kids have said, which is sort of a route one topic, but always delivers. Have just started listening to your hilarious podcast. My daughter, before her fifth birthday, we were making a big deal about it, getting her excited a few days before to say, you're going to be a big girl, you're going to be five. And then... They went, she went to bed and again, we said, you're going to be a big girl and you're going to be five tomorrow. And in the morning, she burst in our bedroom, proudly announcing she was no longer in her four skin. Oh, wow. Because she's, she's yeah, in her five that, skin that now. Is, that is a, a lovely uh, coincidence that that's the way she's described it. And, and what, it's, what, what a terrible turn of events. It did happen to fall on the fifth birthday. <laughs> Any other skins would have been fine, but the foreskin always yeah. really takes your mind off to another direction. I'm no longer in my foreskin. And um, thanks, Michaela. It's a shame it wasn't in public. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Hi, Rob and Josh. Just listening to this week's podcast and laughing at the kid who says, Jesus Christ, while shitting. My son Archie is six and he sits having a poo, trying to squeeze it out and will often shout, Mummy, my bum hole isn't big enough. <laughs> It's not coming out. It's too big to get out. Oh, my God. We've all been there. He says it in a strained voice. Mummy, my bum hole isn't big enough. <laughs> and then when he does poo, he sits there and smiles and goes, oh, that was a good one. That was nice. And cracks up every time after doing a poo. Wow. Do you think, do you think that's how we're all feeling about... Going for a poo, but but yeah. children are just more articulate about it, and we're more buttoned up. I think every time I have a shit, I think to myself, there must be a better way. <laughs> 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 
to be a better way. There must be a better way to do can't, this. Can't just take a pill and it just comes out in like one cough or something. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> this, do you know what I mean? It just feels like there's got to be a better way to get this out of me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Are you one of those um, on a certain time scale? I, I, I find those people freak me out. What like exact exact poos times? Yeah, like uh, like every same time every day is. Well, I, I not normally, but I did get into a bit of a rhythm with it in lockdown because I was doing the same thing every day, yeah. and I was eating like I was eating a better diet when I was trying to lose a bit of weight. So I was knocking one out. So, sorry, so, no, I was having a poo. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. squeezing one out. Yeah, I'm normally around eight a.m. every morning, and if I had a coffee, that would speed up the process. Um, and if I didn't have a coffee, it could be anywhere between seven and nine, a bit like your your daughter's drop off times. <laughs> it was sort of, sort of varying. But if I had a coffee, that would bring it on. But yeah, yeah I got into a rhythm of that. But now I'm working later and all over the place. I it will sometimes be a surprise to me when I need a poo. This this will blow your mind, Rob. You've been shitting out your armpits. <laughs> I know someone yeah. who goes once every two weeks. That that can't who Julian Assange. <laughs> Once every two weeks, and they've been to a doctor, and the doctor said, Look, there's nothing you can do. That's just the, the way your body works. Is he a council binman? Really strong. Better than Assange, wasn't it? Better than Assange. Yeah, Assange really didn't make sense. But um, it's, once every two weeks, and what did the doctor say? That's fine. That's all, that, that, like they, did t- they were just like, yeah, we've checked. You know, there's nothing. This is just you. So is it one giant one? I don't know. I haven't spoken. It's a, it's a woman, Rob. Oh, it's a she. It's a she. I haven't spoken to her in depth about it. Do I know her? No, you wouldn't know. She's not in comedy. I think she should be with that kind of uh, <laughs> source material. If I shit every two weeks, you'd know about it. I'd yeah. get a good 10 minutes out of that. Yeah. I'd actually spend more time talking about it than doing it most weeks. <laughs> imagine, imagine the weight differential after when you... Oh, God, yeah. She could be a boxer, could she? <laughs> imagine that. You've not weighed in. Give me half hour. I did a coffee stat. Um, yeah, so Kirsty says, um, as well as him saying it's, it's too, the hole isn't big enough, also said he also likes to ask why his willy goes big when he pushes out a poo. Oh, my word. Is this even normal? As the owner of a vagina, I have no idea if the strain of pushing makes a willy go bigger. No, it doesn't. No? What do you... What? I don't know. I don't know... I've never known my willy to go bigger through straining. No, that's doing not a poo. thing. If someone said that happened to them, I think this person's turned on by shitting. <laughs> well, if there's any adults out there that does get, a, does get an erection when they shit, let us know. But preferably not, you know, not too graphically. <laughs> I think, though, what it might do is, though, because he's straining so hard, I think it's... Yeah, all the it, blood's it, rushing to that area. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I don't know, but I've never, I've never, I've never had a erection while pooing. Um, I, I do sometimes find it difficult to go with a wee. And then, you know, wake, wake up in the morning glory and you've got an erection, you need a wee. That is oh, a nightmare. That is an absolute disaster. It's just, do you, so what do you do? Hunch over and sort of bend it yeah, down you, about you, snapping yeah, it? Yeah, you have to basically use the wall as a kind of, um, as, a, as a thing to create, See, I to make yourself more horizontal. Behind, the, behind the toilet. No, so I've got like a little shelf thing and then the window. So it's oh. like, I can't. So do you know what I've been doing? So you can't get any purchase. Right, so do you know what I've been doing? What? I've, when, so if I've got an erection when I need a wee, yeah. I go to the toilet, right, yeah. and then I, I lift the, the lid up and I and I sit on the toilet back to front like a boss what, like, chatting like, to you. <laughs> like, you know, with a chair on yeah, your like, chair. like AC Slater and say by the yeah. bell. So yeah. I sat like that and then I get my willy and I pop it and I, and, I, I, and I actually sort of like hook it underneath the rim of the toilet. So it touches it? 
Yes. Oh, right. and it keeps it in place, and then I can, and then I just go for it, and it's sort of like, and also the, the bell end also like acts as an anchor. <laughs> <laughs> so I am touching it. My dick is touching the toilet, but it's but there's no other way because otherwise, if you just sit on the toilet and wee, you're pissing on the ceiling. If you stand up, you're just pissing straight <laughs> vertical, or pissing on your own face. So I, I straddle it and sit backwards, and my arms on the on the cistern yeah. and go like that. And it, it's been a real game changer. Especially this when does you're... sound like the explanation you're giving <laughs> when someone's caught you doing something in a hotel room and you've left the door open. No, you know that's, I'd stand by that. Lucy, me do it. It's the only way. I do think sometimes so. Because of weight distribution, I don't want to snap the toilet off. Because <laughs> there's so much weight on the front that wouldn't normally be there. Right, yeah. I don't do you know what I mean? about that. I genuinely... Because it's, it's impossible to piss. And also, if you do do it in the middle of the night, you can catch a little like micro-sleep as you're pissing. So I've got through to, I've got through to the age of 38 without being one of those people that needs to get up for a piss in the middle of the night. And I'm dreading... Really? Never? Well, if I've been drinking, like alcohol or oh, something. Oh, right. But like on a normal night. But do you have a cut-off of water before bed, or would you drink a glass of water before bed? I'd drink a glass of water before bed, mate. Oh, you cocky bastard. My bladder must be in pieces. But it's um, it's genuinely, uh, it's it's quite a kind of, um, it's something I dread, is that in the future that's going to be my life, isn't it? Getting up in the night to go to the toilet in the middle of the night. Yeah, I've got you down as a big, big middle of the night pisser, Josh. I'm yeah. surprised it's not happened yet. And then not being able to get back to sleep, and then oh god, no, thank you very much. And then much. you just hooked your knob on the just hooked my knob there, and then I the found falling asleep, and people are like, "Why is he? Why is he straddling the toilet?" Yeah, and you've got He's toilet 80. duck on your balls. What's wrong with him? Yeah, and then you, yeah, you just, then you just. <laughs> I don't know. I was going to say so awful. Here, but... I got carried away. Worse than toilet duck on your balls. Yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, I was gonna say something about putting something up your ass. I don't know why. I just I thought I had to end there. Like, like I couldn't think of what I was thinking about that. And then you just, you know, you get to the bed and you find the, you know, the the end of the bed. I don't know. I've got to stop talking. Right, I've got I've got another Instagram message here. If you want this one, yeah, go for it. Um, uh, just listen to your podcast. I wanted to say I've listened to your podcast in the dentist. It's difficult not to laugh, but it also acts as a distraction. The dentist even saw that I was listening to it, and we had a conversation about the podcast. Keep up the work. Oh. I don't have kids, but I'm really enjoying listening to it. Emma. Thank you, Emma. That's very nice. Um, you yawned there, Josh. I did. Um, right, I've got another one. Oh, I think this that's, is... you know, I think I've done well to get this far in life without. <laughs> I'm about to cry. Yeah, I'm going to have some fizzy water. Oh, here we go. My husband and I both love the podcast, and we listen to old episodes whilst falling asleep. Not the new ones, obviously, as they are oh, A-star yeah. listening yeah, yeah. and of worthy course. of long car journeys slash tidying the house. Yeah. This does mean, however, that... So- Can you imagine tidying your house without a podcast on? Oh, my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> just silence and just the, the noise of you shuffling around moving things. You, you're having to concentrate on it. I do almost everything now... I mean, it's bad, isn't it? But with a podcast on or with music on. Yes, like this couple do as well, if you listen to this, Josh. Oh, no. This does mean, as we are listening to it when we're in bed... Oh, no. Sometimes we have accidentally had sex to your dulcet tones. Oh, no. Accidentally. Come on, Accidentally. Um, My husband has had to start asking me to turn it off about halfway through. Surely it should help. In a way, what, because, you know, if anything, halfway through, I need as much distraction as possible to not finish early <laughs> and listening to me and you, unless me and him are getting me and you are getting him off and, it, yeah. and it's making oh, him finish well, it's early. too good for him. He's like, yeah. I, need, I need less stimulus. <laughs> yeah, you know you've had a good one when you can hear Dion Dublin Dublin and you're still going. <laughs> um, my husband... <laughs> My husband has had to start asking me to turn it off about halfway through as it's not overly helping his performance. 
Although I secretly wonder if it's actually a Pavlov's dog type thing and he's worried that your voices will trigger him on his train commute. Oh, oh I see. Could you imagine being on the train to work oh. and ejaculating because you hear our voices? Um, if yeah. that has happened, yeah, that has email happened. him. <laughs> <laughs> oh that is God. interesting, though. I can't have sex to a podcast. No. What if you had to have sex to a podcast? What would it be? Oh, well, I'd actually go for something quite bleak and boring to stop me from uh, finishing early, I'd say. Oh, what, like, what, like... A one about the war? Yeah, like Dan Snow's history hit or something like that. Yeah, or whatever yeah, it's yeah exactly. What you don't know about the Normans. <laughs> like that. Me, you and the Roman Empire with me, Matt Billings. <laughs> right, another, do you want another one? Yeah, go on. I've got, I've got loads of good ones here. Hi, R&J. We've never had R&J before. We've never had R&J. I had quite an interesting phone call um, last week from my kids' school, which I think may be on par with the worst weekend. After a missed call, I had a voicemail which urged me to call back as soon as possible due to my son's medical problem. Oh, no. To my knowledge, my son doesn't have a medical problem. So panicking, I phoned back immediately. The school's well-being officer answered and they said they had to ask me a few questions due to something my son had told his teacher. My son had apparently hurt himself and was crying, but also wriggling and writhing around like he needed the toilet. So the teacher asked if he needed to go. My son then proceeded to tell her that he was just itchy and he always gets an itchy bum at night. I had to confirm he did not have worms and this had not happened in quite some time. She then went on to say my son had told his teacher that his grandma's dog bit his willy and it now has scabs on it. Oh, my God. Hence the main purpose of the phone call. I had to assure the well-being officer, while trying not to laugh, that the dog had never bitten anyone, let alone my son's penis. <laughs> Luckily, they saw the funny side, and my son later confirmed he was joking. And I joking. Expl- and I was explaining, he often tells these elaborate stories. He's 18, and I'm hoping that these He's stories... He's 18? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I fell for that completely. He did, did you? He's... <laughs> He's a good one. Um, he's five, and I'm hoping that the story soon stop. We we tried to tell him the story of the boy who cried wolf, but he had a nightmare about a wolf and not eating him for a week solid. <laughs> anyway, I love the podcast. It cheers me up no end. Thank you, Faye. Um, yes, that is that intense, is something isn't it? else. But that's a weird thing to lie about, isn't it? That a dog bit my well, willy and gave me scabs. They should, they should give him a, like a short, sharp shock and tell him the dog's been put down. So that he knows that, you know, the power his words have. Yeah, but I don't, think might, don't put I think the dog might down. be too short and sharp. Okay. The dog's dead because you lied. <laughs> um, I've got another one here. This one's from sure. Kylie. Uh, listening to today's episode, I too had a C-section a year ago yesterday. Junior doctor attending and when during the tidy up, they were asked by the surgeon what they thought of the procedure. The junior doctor's response was, it's disgusting, not what I expected, and I don't think I want to do this again. There was zero banter, and they moved on. That is amazing. That sounds like a terrible TripAdvisor review. I I wouldn't come back. Very unwelcoming. One star. Messy. Not been cleaned in weeks. She heard her own cesarean, the most important moment of her life, described as disgusting, not what I expected, (laughs) I wouldn't come back again. I know, awful. Some people. That is amazing. Mean. Disgusting. But surely, if you're. What did you expect? <laughs> what did you expect a, a, a cesarean to be? 
Well, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, also as well, what did you expect? You know, being a doctor would involve. Yeah, exactly. You're a doctor. You're not like data input, and then you've been brought in to look at a cesarean. Like, yeah, if, if you want something simple with clean cut lines, be a Swedish architect. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I've always said that to junior doctors. <laughs> Um, right, have you got have you got any emails or do you want some more? Yeah, go, on, um, go on. Let me let me let me go for this. Okay, have a little look, come mate. I, I trust you. Here we bloody go. <laughs> Here we go, Josh. You ready for this? The old computer cranking in. And yeah, I have tried to buy a new computer, Rob, by the way. What's happening? They've well they there's none available. Yeah, do you know what that is? Basically, there's these certain components that are in everything, and there's only a few factories that make them, and one burnt down. And because of like COVID, um, and factories being shut down for now and again, and Brexit with the um, shipping of stuff, you can't get stuff. I had to wait yeah. ages for a Velux. Normally, you can get them in a week. Sometimes on the shelf, Josh. Yeah, Velux, you had to wait ages for. Yeah, those little Velux windows. Yeah, yeah, for like a slanty roof. Yeah, um, yeah, that's why ages, but they're normally fine. Because I, this was the thing. I went into Apple and I was like, they had them for all out. Yeah, for Velux, an eye window. Other slanty um, windows are available, but I, can't, <laughs> I don't know what they're called. Um, so you went into the computer shop and they didn't have a computer. They had the computers out, but they they then said, "Well, we just don't have any." It's like, don't have them out, then, mate. <laughs> right, ready? Always. Okay. <laughs> are you ready? Do you want me to do an Instagram? No, let me do this. Sorry, my mind is <laughs> fucked. I'm just completely lost it. What's what's on your mind now? What have you got to do? I'm just what's burned out. I'm just completely burned out. Okay. I'm right. Is, is, this, is, this, is this fun content now or is this actually a cry for no, help? No, no, this is actually a cry for help. Um, <laughs> so what have you got? Is, what can you drop out? Why don't we go for your diary live on the podcast? And no, we'll... no, it's fine. It's fine. I've just got to get to the end of the day. I've just got to... Advice for Rob. <laughs> stroke paddling, Paul. Hi, yeah. guys. Been listening to you guys making me laugh out loud for a while, walking the dog, which makes me look like some crazy dog lady. Was listening about paddling pools and have a small hack for you both. Oh. Chlorine tablets that you can buy for hot tubs. Oh. You can buy a floating device that you put the tablets in, leave it in the pool after use. It keeps the water clean, meaning not having to change the water every time. Oh. Isn't that a useful thing to find out in the last week of summer, Rob? You know, as soon as I've just literally dragged my um, old paddling pool to the dump, it's good to know that, uh, you know, well, yeah, it's, it's, it got ruined. I know it's bad, but it only costs about 35 quid, and I just sort of, the amount of space it takes up, and it's normally always ripped, and I sort of buy one for the summer and then get rid. I know, I know we've talked about it before, but if I could get rid of one invention, it would be the paddling pool. I'd say the sprinkler's more fun than the paddling pool. Loved the sprinkler. The great. so much fun when I was a kid. Running over the top of a sprinkler is... And the one... Have you got the sprinkler that moves left and right and then you can go oh, under yeah. it like yeah. it's like a tunnel? Yeah, that's... Yeah. I genuinely think if you left me on my own with a sprinkler on a lawn now for an afternoon, I'd still have a great time. Yeah, because you could have your headphones in and still do interviews lying underneath it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get burnt out when you're wet. Okay, this is another tip. Yeah. I really enjoyed the latest podcast, particularly the story of the kid being left in the sweet shop due to parenting responsibility mix-up. I have no memory of that. Yeah, was that bloody she left and they went off and the dad, she thought the dad had, a, had the kid and then it ate all the sweets uh, and then yeah, she got yeah. charged for the sweets. Yeah, yeah, that was a good day. My wife and I <laughs> read, some, read somewhere about the process of pilots handing over controls to their co-pilot through a verbal acknowledgement of your plane my plane. Oh. We have adopted this for our son of 24 months. B 
bit young to fly a plane. <laughs> That's good stuff. <laughs> that is really strong. Do you know what I mean, like you know, it's 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 not stand up podcasting, but you can still throw a few zingers in there when you need to, just exactly. to keep the you know keep it going. His name is Harris. So Harris. Harris, as in... First name uh, Harris. It's first name Harris. That's a, that's what people call their ass, isn't it? <laughs> you Harris? <laughs> but n- Where's not he from? Every, not everyone lives in South East London. These people live in Nottingham. Oh, I was going to say, uh, Mottingham. <laughs> 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 Look, Harris. Yeah, Harris. Um, Cockney rhyming slang is Harris from Aristotle Bottle. Um, boot the fucking... Boot up the fucking Harris. What's bottle got to do with? I don't know. Aris bottle. bottle. I know because Aris. That's even. That's more confusing. Aris is already rhyming slang, and they got rhyming slang for the rhyming slang. Are you from South East London? <laughs> yeah. Aris up the Aris is your ass becomes oh ass becomes bottle and glass, which becomes bottle. Normally leaves out the a rhyme word, so it's basically the and bottle becomes Aristotle. What a culture. That is not easier. Yeah, no, it's, it wasn't supposed to be easier so that police didn't know what you were talking about. Why do the police need to know whether you're talking about apples and pears and stairs? Because everyone because everyone in East London and South East London near the docks was a criminal and they were all buying and selling stolen goods and they'd do it ah. by doing this kind of stuff. There you go. I don't know who's buying an arse. No, who's buying an arse? I'll so Aris, buy, Aristotle I'll buy an Aris, some apples and pears, and uh, a dog and bone. I suppose you could buy a dog and bone. You could buy, I've got, look, I've got, I've got 200 dog and bones. Yeah. And then the police are like, and why has he, he got a big box of telephones next to him while he's selling dogs? <laughs> I just don't get this. So, yeah, Aris is rhyming slang for arse. Right. So, he'll be all right in Nottingham. Or yeah, she. I'll be fine in Nottingham. Is Harris a name? It's a boy. Yes. Harrison. It must be Harrison. Yeah. His name is Harris. Right. Okay, sorry, sorry, Harris. It, it does make some strange looks and problems. So what they'll do is they'll say, you're Harris, my Harris. So they never get the situation. Okay, it sounds like they're doing a drug deal in South East London. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> so you're Harris, my Harris. Yeah. God, God, I don't want to be wandering around East London doing this. <laughs> and then you do it with your own kid. So say you and Lou go out, right? Yeah, and we go, yeah, you're Aris. So say my kid's called Gavin, you're Gavin, my Gavin. Yeah, so that's the way you do it, so that you never leave a kid in a sweet shop. Your ass, my ass. Your face yeah. or mine. Basically, sorry, I've been really sidetracked by the... the, the, I'll the, be the it was meant to make things simpler, and if anything, I, I feel that that ship has sailed. I think you've really complicated the issue to someone that knows Aris as rhyming slang. Because yeah, I think that's Shanks the pony. What's Shanks's pony? It's better than it's better, it's like better than Shanks's pony means like better than walking. Right. And Arkitim, you've heard of Arkitim, haven't you? I've heard of Arkitim. Yeah, Arkitim. Why would you say better than Shanks's pony? I don't know really. I I moaned at my mum about our car being rubbish when I was a kid. She went, well, he's better than Shanks's pony. And what is that? Um, it used to refer to one's own legs and the action of walking. Um, so. You can you can use a chairlift cable cars or even the trusty Shanks's pony. I'd say your mum saying well it's better than walking is is not a big sell for a car. Um, well, Shanks or Shanks derives from the name of the lower part of the leg between the knee and the ankle, the shank. But anyway, thank you very much for emailing, and I hope you have a lovely long life for your children, Shank and Harris. <laughs> you got any uh, Instagrams, Rob? Um, I'll have an Instagram for you, mate. Let's finish on this one. Look. Oh, this is a good little tip, this one. Let's finish on a tip. This is from Tom Heacham from Norfolk. 
Hey, Rob and Josh, love the podcast. Although four episodes a week would suit me better if that could be arranged. I don't, I don't, I think you could. I don't, end, I, I don't know if that would be uh, what I need at this moment. No, two's a stretch for Whittacombe at the moment, to be fair. Um, my reason for emailing is I believe my genius hack could help others and I'd like to share. Not modest, is he, this guy? Um, yeah. I recently took my four year old son to Legoland. Is he obsessed with Lego? As we all know, when setting up these treats, they also become the blackmail for said child being good by use of reward charts, for instance, or in your case, the pom-pom jar. Yeah. This worked for a while, but he soon started to ignore the chart. This is why I came up with the Lego Elf. The Lego Elf. The Lego Elf, or whatever your child is into. So it could be a Peppa Pig Elf or yeah. whatever. It's like the dummy fairy. Yes. The Lego Elf watches what we do all day. Ooh. But here's the good bit. I changed the name of my phone on Alexa announcement to Lego Elf. Now, when I want him to be good, I just get Lego Elf to tell him through Alexa. Oh, my word. This also works when the elf take toys away for being naughty, and then oh it's not your God. responsibility. You don't know where the toys have gone, so can't get them back until the Lego Elf or Elf decides that they have been good enough to bring them back. I think oh, that is the wow. work of a fucking serial killer. <laughs> Tom Heacham, I don't. I, I think you're raising a monster. You cannot have a robot in your, house, robot in your house punishing your child. I can't get on board with that. The robot Lego elf in the corner that takes your toys away. Because what he's suggesting is you just nick the toys and hide them. And when the kid goes, Daddy, where's my toy? Go, the Lego elf took them. So now they think there's this actual <laughs> thing walking around the house, stealing toys, then hiding in a little metal box and talking to him all the time whilst always watching. Imagine when he gets a 14 and wants to have a wank. <laughs> Fucking Lego elves on his case. Put it away, will you, mate? I'd say that's one of the most terrifying. <sighs> but I'm getting stressed thinking about it. It's it's terrifying, but I reckon there's going to be a third of our listeners going, that is awful, but we're going to use that now. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to try later. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <gasps> oh, dear. They say that Alexa makes people talk to, like, bad manners like and especially because it's Siri and electric it's not like female voices it makes people like be rude especially to like female people oh, really? like when you go like Alexa stop because there's no like excuse me please do you mind turning the music off it's just stop shut oh, up oh I see there's not yeah. enough manners exactly that's what people so do you think with. Alexa should go do not talk to me like that they go pardon pardon do you want your Lego back yeah do you huh what's the magic word yeah <laughs> What's the magic word? Um, upgrade to Prime. <laughs> spend, spend more on the store. I'm the Lego elf. <laughs> Have you got Alexa? Um, Lou bought these little Alexa things in their bedrooms that they like play music on, but I don't really understand how it works. To I feel like a bit of a granddad. Yeah, it's, we've got it, and I never use it. <laughs> I never use it. Be careful, mate. We'll have an advert in a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, it's very good, actually. I do like it. I'll raise up, boy. Just edit, just edit out the bit we don't need. Um... <laughs> yeah, I think I don't think I'm going to employ that strategy, though, on the Alexa, to be honest. No. Uh, but if anyone does employ it, and, you know, you can make it really edgy. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, well, they go, yeah we have been using it, and um, you, you can see what, uh, what, what impact it had on, on Crime Watch next week. Um, <laughs> the results of my child's case will be on there. Um, but uh, yeah, no, that is, that, I think that's too, I've, I like the idea, but I can't see it working. I think it might freak the kids out too much personally, exactly. but exactly. each to their own. Each to their own. What I thought it'd be nice to end with, Rob. Yeah. Is uh, it'd be nice 
to end with some uh, some nice emails about, um, particularly about Jeff Norcott, who I thought did an amazing thing to come on here and talk about what he did. Yeah. Uh, he talked about a late miscarriage. And yes. so I thought it'd be nice to read out some emails from people who are affected by that. Uh, there's also some lovely emails about you, Rob, but I don't think we should read those out. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> I just want to send a huge thank you to you both for this podcast. I've been listening for four to five months now. And for three of those months, my husband has been deployed. He's a pilot in the RAF. He's been super busy and I've been at home with our 18-month-old daughter. Your podcast massively helped with the loneliness. The days where the only time I had to myself was listening to this whilst cooking dinner. I even had you playing at breakfast time sometimes just to hear adults or to drown out our thoughts when worrying about my husband. On the days when I felt guilty about finding solo parenting hard... I felt normal thanks to the stories you share. It was so helpful to hear other people find parenting difficult and it's okay to want to have time to yourself. I recommended your podcast to literally all my parenting friends and also those that don't have kids. Just because I love it so much, I'm just listening to the Jeff Norcott episode where you guys talk about panic attacks and I felt like I had to message. You're both so fantastic about normalizing important struggles and I'm so grateful that I stumbled across the episode. Thank you so much for helping me get through my second stint of solo parenting during the pandemic. I'll be forever grateful, Hannah. That's a nice message, That's, isn't nice. It? That's more about us than Jeff, though. I isn't know. It? I, do, I saw do. his name in the, in the email, and then I started reading it, and I realised halfway through, <laughs> I fucked up here. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if you just edited in the Jeff bit, because there are actual yeah. Jeff emails. Yeah. Do you want a Jeff Norcott one? Yes, as you promised, please. Yeah. We've got, we're getting enough compliments here. We'll give it sling on to Jeff. All right, guys. First of all, uh, cracking podcast. Been listening uh, since the beginning, and you will not believe how much this has helped me through the proper lockdown. I was furloughed from my job and was stuck at home with an angry ginger wife and three children <laughs> under the age of seven. Lockdown hell. <laughs> Strange detail he's thrown in there. But we'll... Gingers never stop. It never stops for the gingers. Even married. No, it does, even if you're married and you've, <laughs> you've given the man three children and, you know, she's still getting gingered off. I've just listened to the Jeff Norcott episode and felt this instant need to pull over and message you guys. My wife and I went through a miscarriage before the birth of our first child. And as mentioned on the podcast, words cannot explain how unbelievably tough and hard it is on the woman, both physically and mentally. It really affected my wife, and she sadly sunk into a dark hole of depression. Thankfully, she's such a fighter, worked incredibly hard to battle this. So refreshing to hear Jeff normalise the fact that men hurt too. I've never really spoken about the hurt and heartache I went through, as I thought it was not the done thing. And honestly, no one ever asked how I was, which I just accepted. Fast forward eight years, after listening to the episode, I finally spoke to my wife about the hurt and emotion I was feeling. Fuck me, there were tears, but we managed to have the most amazing conversation about it. And now we can actually talk about the little one we lost and not feel like we have to tread on eggshells. This sort of thing really does need to be talked about more, especially among men, and men need to learn that crying is not a sign of weakness, but strength. Wow, that was a lot of waffle of a message. He's put that in, just to be clear, that was him. <laughs> Fucking hell, Josh, you're brutal. I know you're on a tight schedule, but poor guy's pouring his heart out. Who's put that in? Anyway, keep up the cracking work on this epic podcast. Hands down the best out there, even better than Chris and Rosie Ramsey. Once again, he has put that in himself. <laughs> it's not the time to throw shade, okay? It's a serious message. <laughs> That's him. 
Also, what about those two wankers on off menu? No, no, no right, that one was mine. That one was me. Oh, bless him. What was his name? Chris from Norfolk. Thank you so much, Chris. Oh, Chris. And we'll forward that on to Jeff as well, because that is um, an amazing thing to hear. And I thought yes. what Jeff did was brilliant on this show. Yeah, no, it's, it's so yeah, it's so impressive that you had that conversation because you could have still just been affected by it, but still sort of remained closed off. So, but talking always helps, and I think subconsciously you may your behaviour may be different and not very positive because of stuff deep down like that that you're not talking about. So it's great to be able to be open and things like that. So well done, mate, and well done, Jeff Norcott. Thank you to everyone for listening, for emailing, and uh, for, you know, appearing on the show if they're on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. Next week, we'll be back with guests, and we'll be back with our normal episode on Tuesday. We'll see you then. Cheers, bye. Hello, I'm Tom Crane. And I'm Simran Shah, and we're the hosts of the new food and comedy podcast, My Favourite Takeaway, where each week we're invited into the home of a celebrity guest to share their favourite takeaway, exactly as they'd normally have it. We'll be trying it all, from Peruvian street food slouched on James A. Castor's L-shaped sofa, to an Antiguan feast huddled around Andy Oliver's dinner table, via an alfresco Indian takeaway sat in Tom Allen's garden. And we also want to hear from you, the listener. Your takeaway disasters. Your weird habits. And your personal takeaway recommendations. You can follow us on Insta, My Favourite Takeaway Podcast. On Twitter, at Fave Takeaway Pod. Or you can email us, hello, at myfavouritetakeawaypodcast.com. And don't forget to subscribe, like and share. My Favourite Takeaway, the podcast for anyone who loves food but can't always be bothered to cook it. Available on all podcast platforms now. Hello, I'm John Richardson, and I'm here to tell you about the Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League podcast. I'm Matt Ford, and I'm here to tell you that although our podcast is about Fantasy Premier League, it's not just for saddos, losers and virgins. Yeah, it's for cool people like us and you. You're listening to this, so you must be cool. Each week, we follow the highs and lows of the fantasy football teams of some of the country's funniest people. The great thing is, you don't really need to be into Fantasy Premier League or even football to enjoy it. That's because each week Matt and I compete with each other, the lowest scorer in FPL having to do a humiliating forfeit each week. Spoiler alert, every week so far, it's been Matthew. I'll be honest, it's not the start I'd hoped for. Already I've had to do a humiliating chilli challenge and try to have a pint with a duck, but it swam off. Even ducks don't want to be near Matt Ford. Over the course of the season, we'll be joined by comedians such as Russell Howard, Romesh Ranganathan, Maisie Adam, Josh Widdicombe, Jason Manford, Emily Dean, Rob Beckett and Ian Sterling. So don't delay. Pick up your phone and subscribe to the Comedians Playing Fancy Premier League podcast now. New episodes are released every Wednesday until the end of the season.